Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's football's biggest week. Our offense is moving the way it's moving, but, you know, in that run game, you have interchangeable pieces back there. Everybody's kind of eating and up front. Um, they're always on the same head. We all just, we all do it together. To be on the world stage, have two black quarterbacks uh, starting in the Super Bowl, I think it's special. And I'm just glad that we can kind of set the stage for guys that are, uh, kids that are coming up now. And so uh, uh, it'll be a great game, two great teams, and then I get another great quarterback. This is a Super Week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen, attorneys at law. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen online at warrenallen.com. Super Week with Dirt and spray on 1080 my big boy deal what he always do you know he's gonna show up and, and show out the fan all right welcome back in dirt and spray hour two here on the fan ricky williams at the bottom of the hour talk about the pac-12 expansion rumors oh catch a fever yeah smu san diego state where we going with what's happening at least there could be a trip to go to san diego now i mean that's a positive that's a net positive if you're taking a road trip in the Pac-12, that's got to be on the top of the list. I always love, I saw this with Utah in 2010, 2011, when they were going to join the conference. I, I mm-hmm. saw the opinion yesterday. I like it. San Diego State actually plays the Pac-12 pretty tough in <laughs> basketball and football. And I said, so did Utah. And then they got to the conference and got their asses handed to them routinely for yeah. two years until they could recruit up to that level. They could get there eventually, but it's different when you got to play yeah. nine of those games, not one of those games. We'll see. I, I, there's not a Kyle Whittingham at San Diego State right now. That's not how I view Brady Hoke. I don't know about you. <laughs> I honestly forgot he was still their head coach. It's pretty remarkable that that guy who fell asleep during a radio interview in this time slot with Dusty yeah. is coaching a football team. He had Braxton Burmeister as his quarterback last year. Yikes. I think he got benched. Not surprising. <laughs> uh, last night, history was made. It was? What happened? Well, I'll, I'll let the radio guys tell you. Here is the ESPN and the Lakers call of history being made. Now. Westbrook with it. Give it to LeBron at the right elbow. LeBron, one-on-one against Kenrick Williams. Backing him in. Turns. Shoots. Scores! There it is! Oh, hail! The new king in town! Young and old, gather round from one That was John Ireland of ESPN Radio, and I, I, I hear that call. That's the first time I've heard it, and I, I'm instantly thinking of you going, shut An up. iconic Laker. Uh, an iconic Laker. Really? I mean, he is an iconic player who's wearing He's an iconic player. He's a, an iconic NBA figure, sure, but an iconic Laker? No. Laker Radio, he's, sorry. He's not, like, stop. Uh, stop. Nobody in L.A. wanted him when he signed. They always that's, argued that's Co- not true. Kobe was better. They put up murals for him. That's like, true. They, yeah. they have had their arms up against this dude the entire time that he has been there. 
I disagree with that. You don't think they were happy when he chose no. the Lakers? No, I think Laker fans are spoiled rotten, wow. and they didn't. Th- there was always a generational debate about Kobe or LeBron who was better. Yes. and I think Laker fans were always Kobe people. Obviously, right. he was their guy. He won how many five championships, whatever it was, mm-hmm. and there was always that under the under the radar beef between not beef between the two people, but between the two fans of the two guys. Mm-hmm. And I think they were always Kobe people, and Le- they have never embraced LeBron the way that they have some other stars uh what would you grade that call though that's a pretty good call that's i thought it was a good call Let's, the iconic laker thing just makes me just chaps my ass do you think they're going to retire his jersey probably because the lakers have like no numbers left it's pretty crazy they are they're worse than we are but i guess they have a little more storied history than we do they so have a lot more championships they're validated in retiring numbers they didn't do 18 numbers after we like, won one championship kareem is an iconic laker <laughs> magic is an iconic laker yeah kobe is an iconic Laker. there's a lot of those guys that are iconic lakers lebron is not one of them i don't know man here's espn radio's call Let's see what they uh what they had to say westbrook to james at the elbow james turns the crowd wants it James free throw line. James Fade, jumper, good! NBA history in Los Angeles. LeBron James, a record that had stood for almost four decades, now belongs to the King. 38,389 points and climbing. And with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar here in attendance to pass the baton, LeBron James is the NBA's new all-time scoring king. Oh, two good calls there. That, that is that Mark Kestisher? Yes. He's underrated. That's a really good call. Uh, both great calls there from John Ireland of uh, Lakers Radio Network and uh, Mark Kestisher of ESPN Radio. Uh, here was LeBron. They stopped the game. Ten seconds left in the third quarter. Do we have our bleep ready? The old fuddy-duddies got all hot and bothered by this. How dare they? There's ten seconds left. <laughs> How are they going to play this game again? And, you know, it's only maybe the yeah, biggest record in They only announced it, sports. like, well ahead of time. I, people are dumb. Yes. There are a lot of dumb people masquerading as competent, smart people on Twitter, and that's unfortunate. They stopped the game. LeBron hugged Kareem. Kareem gave him the ball. They don't like each other, or I don't think LeBron likes him, but I was at least glad they had the moment. Uh, and here was LeBron and, and what he had to say to the uh, the crowd in, in the moment. I just want to say um, uh, thank you to the Laker faithful. Um, you guys are one of a kind. Um, to be able to be in the presence of such a legend and great as Kareem, it, it means so much to me. It's very humbling. Um, please give a standing ovation to the to the captain, please. They were already standing, yeah. Um, to my beautiful wife, my daughter, my two boys, my friends, my boys, my family, my mother, all my, man, everybody that's ever been a part of this run with me the last 20 years, 20 plus years. I just want to say I thank you so much because I wouldn't be me without y'all. All y'all help, all y'all passion, all y'all sacrifices helped me get to this point. And to the NBA, to Adam Silver, to the late, great David Stern, I thank you guys so much for allowing me to be a part of something I've always dreamed about. And um, I would never, ever, in a million years, uh, dreamt this even better than what it is tonight. So, man, thank you, guys. So great. F, man. Thank you, guys. The best part about the outrage over the F-bomb at the end of it was that then they... Was get there outrage? 
There, I think there was. My oh. brother texted me because he kept his kids up watching that last oh, night. Oh, your brother's going to do the He's the old guy. Thing. He is oh. a total old guy. Let potty mouth. <laughs> he was like, well, I can't believe you said that. I'm like, well, you know, probably it'll happen from time to time. You know? <laughs> but the, the my favorite part about anybody having a negative thing to say about the F-bomb was that, do you know what the first commercial they played was that was after that? Yeah, the Nike commercial. Well, sure, but in that uh, maybe not first, but in that commercial break, you know what played. So I if don't. you're still watching the game after the Nike uh, era, commercial aired, I stopped paying. Attention. Yeah, the Nike commercial. Then there was a commercial for Cocaine Bear uh, about a bear eating a brick of cocaine, <laughs> eating which people. Looks like a great movie. I can't wait to watch it. But like the notion that kids are like kids, how dare kids are watching this? And here's an advertisement for Cocaine Bear. What I would say to those people with the kid thing, because I I retweeted the video and somebody tweeted me was like, ah, the bum can't even not curse. <laughs> and you know it's like uh, Rip City veteran Jeff, and I'm like, oh god, the bum. Older. Somebody texting Gasol is more of an iconic Laker than LeBron. He is. Yeah, he probably, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he is. Somebody said any player that wins a championship with a team as a leader is an icon. Yeah. That championship doesn't count. I mean, come on. Mm. I mean, it counts, but it doesn't count. It's Kurt not the Rambis same. Rambis is more of an iconic Yes. Laker. Yes. <laughs> Who else do you want to throw in there? Those... A.C. Green, legendary. I'm sorry. I, I hate to push James back Worthy. Uh, I think LeBron Nick is. Van Exel. Oh, well, no. Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones. Really? Next you're going to say Vladi Divac. I mean, I was kind of, it was on the tip of my tongue. It was oh, on the sorry. tip of my tongue. Vladi him with the Kings. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I kind of do. Um, here was also LeBron in the postgame. He was asked about his stature in NBA greatness because he's never been shy to speak his mind on it. So here's LeBron. I think it's great barbershop talk. It's, um, it's going to happen uh, forever and ever. Um, you know, if I was... Um, the GM or, or whatever the case may be of a, of a franchise that was starting up and I had the number one pick, I'd take me. But that's just me because I believe in myself. I know what I bring to the table. Um, you know, a guy that has been able to um, transform his game over the course of 20 years to be able to play any position in this league and excel at any position. You know, I can play one through five. Um, you know, I've led the league in assists. Um, you know, I've been able to do whatever this this game um, has wanted me to do. So a couple of things here to unpack. One, when LeBron is old and passing away at the age of 133, because he's probably going to be half robot, I hope he writes his own eulogy, because it'd be very LeBron to write his own eulogy. He was always a guy that cared. <laughs> he was always a guy that gave. Rich, Jay, Savannah. He loved you. <laughs> like, I view LeBron giving his own eulogy. Does at he record his it before he dies, yes. or does somebody else read it for No, him? I feel like right now he's recording it okay. so he can play it in like 40 years when he finally <laughs> passes away, uh -huh. and he, or 50, whatever that would be. He's going to live a long life. And I, I could just see him recording and doing his own eulogy. Right. That being said, I what I like about this is not that I necessarily love when athletes always talk like this. I've always been a bigger LeBron basketball player fan than LeBron, like, some of the quotes. Sometimes he talks about things that it feels like he's not educated enough on. <laughs> sure. I think he obviously does great things off the court, too. But what I liked about it is how hot and bothered it gets people <laughs> when he's asked, like Shaq asked him in the postgame immediately after, Say it, man. Are you the GOAT? 
and he was beating around the bush, and Shaq was talking over him, and eventually he was like, I think I am. And the interview ends, and I already could envision people getting pissed off. (laughs) See? This is why he's not. Goats don't need to tell you they're the goat. And Shaq on the broadcast was asked, what would you say, Shaq, if you broke that record tonight? I'd say I'm the greatest. (laughs) Of course you would. You're the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. And the funniest thing about this to me, why I get a chuckle out of every time he says, he said this after they won this title in 16, I'm the GOAT. I thought that did it. I'm the GOAT. Back from 3-1. to I heard his mom say it last night. You're the greatest now. And ESPN's going to debate this stuff all day. I'm not going to change your mind how you feel out there. (laughs) But what I get a kick out of is the same people, the same people, that scream from the rooftops, he doesn't have a killer instinct. He's not competitive like Mike and Kobe (laughs) are now pissed that he thinks he's the greatest. (laughs) Think about that and think about how dumb of an opinion that is. I just love this text of the text line. Somebody said, it's crazy to think the top three scorers in NBA history, all Laker icons. Kareem, LeBron, Karl Malone. (laughs) Laker icons. It's going to be awkward seeing him at the All-Star game. <laughs> It'll be a little awkward. He's making an appearance. You know that, right? Since it's in Utah. He's got to be there, man. He's got to be there. Do you not see the irony there that the it's same dumb. people it's screaming such a, that yes, he's not a killer, he's not competitive, he doesn't have what Mike and Kobe had, the back, this, are now look, pissed that he thinks he is the greatest player? It's Does the irony hit them? No, it doesn't. Does it smack them in the face? People are stupid. It's dumb. If you think somebody else is the better player than LeBron, that's fine. I don't care. LeBron's not going to change anybody's mind. Have whatever opinion you want. I don't care. We all have different eras and generations and styles of play that we like. Like, no, there's no right or wrong answer. That's why this question is the dumbest thing that ever gets thrown out in all of sports. Who's the greatest player of all time? I love that we're just down to two. So Kareem's completely out. Who's the GOAT? Michael or LeBron? What about Kareem or Wilt or Magic or Larry? or None of those guys count. Okay, we're just throwing them out of the conversation will just shack like none of them okay all right. just throw will down like dude you average 50 and 25 we don't care about you i mean part of this for me and, and why like i'm with you the off the court stuff for lebron speak your mind whatever but sometimes you're just you kind of roll your eyes he yeah. says things that you just what you know whatever he, you know we don't need to get into that that's not what today is about today is about the player that he's been on the floor and what i will always respect and appreciate about lebron is that there has never been an athlete or maybe since then there has been, but he was kind of the first where at 18 years old, 17 years old, 16 years old, the expectations of the world were dropped on his shoulders. He was called the next, he was called the chosen one. He he had hype that you, I, I think if you went back and asked whatever it would have been, 12, 13, 14 year old me, like, hey, can he live up to this? I probably would have told you no. I'll never forget watching his first high school game that aired on ESPN that Jay Billis called and he had the things on his arms covering his tattoos. Like, I'll never forget watching that. And this guy getting labeled the next great thing in the NBA. To, to do that and have that level of expectation placed on you and to essentially then play a 20-year NBA career where you've never really been in legal trouble, you've never had any major issues off the floor, you've done it under the microscope of constant 24-7, 365-day-a-year scrutiny with social media and cell phone cameras, people waiting for you to make a mistake at any given moment, like to live with that level of scrutiny and microscope on you since essentially the time you're 16, and to not only fulfill the expectations but exceed the expectations, it blows my mind, and I will always, always respect the basketball player that he was and the career that he has had. A little more on this, and then we got Ricky Williams at the bottom of the hour, and so we'll transition. We'll talk some football with Ricky Williams. we got Kevin Pelton uh, at 8.30. We'll get his thoughts on the trade deadline, which is tomorrow. 
and where he thinks the Blazers are. Also ask him about LeBron breaking the record, what that means for him, because uh, everybody has a thought on it. So we a little more on this, and then we'll get back into some football stuff coming up during spring. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey Officials found half a billion dollars worth of cocaine drifting in the Pacific Ocean, and so many people are now trending cocaine shark because they believe this could be the sequel to Cocaine Bear. Let me ask you this. You're out in the ocean. If you come across a big block of like 20 pounds of cocaine, and you hand it over to the authorities? Yeah, I begrudgingly would. Yeah, I'd want to kind of cash in on that like everybody else and feel like I won the lottery, but I'd, I'd have to do the right thing. And start dealing cocaine. Actually, I'll be honest with you. If I saw floating boxes that maybe in my mind, I'm like, that could be Coke. I'd probably just mind my business and keep moving. I'm not trying to go in the other direction. Bro, pirates are still real. I don't want to get tied up in that. Like, could you imagine being stopped by guys with guns on a boat? Like, did you take my Coke? And you're like, you pick that up. I did. I was going to take it to the cops. Like, okay, (laughs) goodbye. I was going to sell it. (laughs) Uh, Ricky Williams, former NFL running back. Heisman Trophy winner, good friend of this show. Yes, he is. He invited us to his weed party in uh, the Super Bowl, but we're not at the Super Bowl, so I'm not going to be able to get high with Ricky Williams at the Super Bowl. No, it would be a great weekend to be in Scottsdale, too. The weather looks great. Waste management tees off tomorrow. Would have been perfect. I'm jealous. So uh, Ricky Williams will stop by. We'll get his thoughts on uh, some football stuff. We got some Pac-12 news to get to and uh, maybe some more football things to discuss. We're talking about LeBron James. He breaks the record last night. Calls himself the GOAT, says he picked himself number one. Uh, you know, big ceremony during the game, stopped the play between him and Kareem and Adam Silver. Big all, you know, celebration and 
team loses the game. Anthony Davis looks weird. I'm sure that's going to be talked about a little bit more. I saw it on ESPN earlier. They noticed it as well. So, like, I think that situation's uh, one to monitor. I mean, they suck. They're a bad basketball team. They should trade him for Kevin Durant. Yeah, if you're Brooklyn, why, I mean, what else are you getting? I don't know if I'm doing that trade. I'd rather, if I'm Brooklyn and I'm trading KD, I'd rather get two great young pieces. You're not winning anything with Anthony Davis well, I think as the you, star I, of your team now. I think you trade your two picks in Anthony Davis. That's a pretty damn sweet return for the for the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I mean, but what does Anthony Davis have left in the tank, though? But he's still Anthony Davis. Is I mean, he? I mean, he's not the Pelicans Davis. He's still Anthony Davis. Like, it's still a player that teams would want. Yeah, it's not, this isn't this isn't Yusuf Nurkic and Russell Westbrook's. Oh, contract. I'm not I'm not arguing that. I just I, I'm 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 asking if I'm Brooklyn and I'm trading KD. Yeah. What what is my next five year plan? And, well, yeah, and yeah. is it, are you going to try and build a team around another star? Is Anthony Davis going to be happy in Brooklyn? Is he going to want out? Do you have to trade him? Like I don't know, that to me just gets a little complicated. And I think I would prefer if I'm them going like give me two young two or three young pieces mm. and three or four draft picks and we're just we're not necessarily going full Oklahoma City but a hybrid of Oklahoma City you sound like somebody in Portland Oregon that would love to trade Shaden Sharp and Anthony Simons for yeah. Kevin Durant I would do it in a heartbeat in a heartbeat um I want to ask you you mentioned it there just the expectations and where he is in terms of like like it's a it's it's not even a debate for you right that LeBron surpassed the hype of course he did. How many other guys have we seen with that? I mean, we have a listener texting in about Harold Miner. I'll never forget Harold Miner. Harold Miner was baby Jordan. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was a kid collecting sports cards, getting Harold Miner cards, and immediately putting them into hard plastics because, like, this is the this is the baby Jordan. This is the next big thing in the NBA, and it's why you should never be too attached to your young players because you never know what they're going to turn into. But like, th there are levels of expectations that have been placed on people for a long time, and nobody has exceeded or lived up to expectations the way LeBron has. Like, I'm trying to think of the modern baseball equivalent. May maybe Bryce Harper? I was going to say probably Bryce Harper. He was on the cover of Sports hey, Illustrated as a high school kid. I would kid. say Ken Griffey Jr. Sure, Ken Griffey Jr. What about? But to me, again, though, those are different eras because social media wasn't around. It wasn't yeah. a 24-hour scrutiny to the way it is now. Like, And, I, you know, Jordan had high expectations, too, coming out of college, but it wasn't quite the same as LeBron. But it's just the, the eras, to me, are drastically different. It makes it harder. Well, we didn't do that, though. Like, right. The Internet and the 24-7 news opinion cycle thing has changed the way we evaluate this stuff to the Ken Griffey Jr. point swag. Nobody was on a TV show asking if this guy was going to be better than Babe Ruth or Willie Mays. Like, nobody debated that. That wasn't real. Did you wonder, could he be the next it? I'm sure that was a conversation. His dad was in the league. He was a pretty built kid for 19, 20 years old. Like, I'm sure that was a thing. But it's not. Like, Stephen A. Smith is screaming about... <laughs> <laughs> who's the goat? Who's not the goat? It, it's it's a different world we live in. I would also throw in there. I know he may not live up to it ERA wise and win loss wise. I think Strasburg had a bit of this. I remember hearing him a lot as a really young player coming up, getting into pro ball. This is the next big Nolan Ryan type pitcher. Yeah, some of that stuff he didn't necessarily accomplish, but he helped win a championship and was very valuable to that team. Andrew Luck had it coming out of college. He was the best quarterback prospect since John Elway. Like, you've had a, a few of those. The, the difference between some of these debates, too, like Griffey, I'm sure, had a crazy level of expectation put on him. I don't, know, I don't know if they did, though. I don't well, know to if me it's Jordan not and Griffey right. did the way. The, we're talking about LeBron James-type expectation. I just don't think it's existed. The other part of it for LeBron, though, too, is that they – 
Like the way that he is scrutinized was a way that no athlete has ever been scrutinized. That guy came into the NBA in 2003-2004. He was rookie of the year, took the lead by storm, went into the worst team in the NBA, mm-hmm. Cleveland at the number one overall pick. By year three, they made it to the second round of the playoffs. And by year four, he was in the NBA Finals. It's insane quicker, that he got to the Finals. Quicker than any of these other stars have ever gotten there, unless yeah. you got to play with a Kareem like Magic did or a Shaq like Kobe did. Like the, That's not normal to get to the NBA Finals four years into your career. And you know what people said? Despite the fact he carried them to the NBA Finals, you know what the take from that Finals was? Not, oh my God, this is incredible. This young player did this in year four. Basically single-handedly. Go look up that 2006-2007 Cleveland Cavaliers rosters. It's one of the worst teams in the history of the league to ever ever make an NBA Finals. The takeaway wasn't, this is insane that he did this. It was, he can never be Jordan. He's not clutch. He lost. Yeah. I mean, Jordan never lost the Finals. He lost. Uh, AJ tweets, is LeBron definitely lived up to the hype? Tiger's the only person who had met Tigers, expectations yeah. that were out uh, on them as a child. I think the quote-unquote debate is who lived up to or beat the expectation more. And I, I think... Tiger's a good one. Tiger's a great one. Uh, that's one that we obviously all forgot about. I just don't think you're going to find an athlete more than him, though, because even Tiger still missed the window of, hey, this 16-year-old on the junior PGA Tour, he's going to be the GOAT. Like Grant Wall's article circulated last night, Dirt. It was an I article. Went, I went and read it, yeah. It's crazy to read, isn't he it? Call, I mean, it's insane to read he's, this many years later. If anybody's going to be the next Michael, it's this kid in Akron, Ohio. And you know, seventeen years old. Seventeen. <laughs> yeah, go be the next Michael Jordan. Like his big scandal was that he got gifted a Hummer. I remember the uh, outrage that he got gifted. His mom got gifted a Hummer, who of course was gonna give it to his ki- or kid. Right. Like I, I just, it's crazy that you mentioned the finals run. We'll go to Ricky Williams here, but I'll say this: it's he goes to the finals in year four. He loses. He gets swept. They right? got smoked by San Antonio. And San Antonio's in the middle of a dynasty run, yes. right? loses and you're so right we didn't do the holy crap he took that roster to the finals we as his career progressed and as he got better we almost dug our heels in more and nitpicked and said what he was not mm-hmm. and i i what i'm going to be thankful for is i'm not going to look back on my life and be like oh you were an idiot because that that's truly going to be one of the all-time dumb stances of people out there, whether you're in media or not in media. It's that you dug your heels in on a truly special basketball player because, for no reason. Because you got threatened that your fandom of Michael Jordan, oh, Gatorade commercial, Nike commercial, was being threatened by a player. That is why people took that position and yep. still do. Yep. Plenty of people still take that position. And it's whatever. I, I guess you're just going to go an entire career's worth, that kind of career, and say, yeah, I don't care. Wasn't that great? Kobe's better. Okay. All right. Sure, Bob. Uh, Ricky Williams, his thoughts on the Super Bowl, and we catch up with our good friend Kevin Pelton an hour from now. We get to Ricky Williams next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Wednesday morning. Excited for this one. It is Super Bowl week, and uh, we thought let's mold two things that we love together, and that is Ricky Williams and the Super Bowl. And weed, man, let's talk about it with Rick DeLaureate on Twitter, Heisman Trophy winning NFL running back, uh, Ricky Williams. Ricky, good morning to you, man. How you doing today? How you been last? We haven't talked to you in a couple weeks. Yeah, I've been busy. I've been busy. We, we opened up a couple new markets, so I've been on planes, and I just had, a, I just had my first grandchild born in Boston, so I just – been back and forth being grandpa and being being a businessman uh congratulations to that i grandpa ricky williams i didn't expect to hear that man how's that been it's been awesome you know it was this this moment i was was looking at my granddaughter stella and i was like realizing there's generations you know my genes have been passed on cool that's a, that's got to be a, a, a wild feeling. It makes me feel old. Even thinking about that too, watching you in the prime of your career, you're like making me feel old now, man. Well, let, let's get to. I mean, you're hanging out at Super Bowl week, from what I hear. What, what do you got going on down in Arizona? Like, how how, how big is the setup going to be? What's Ricky Williams doing down in Phoenix this weekend? So we we launched Heisman in Arizona just a couple of weeks ago. So like I've been back and forth there a lot, and the timing is perfect. Um, it's, it's the second year in a row that the Super Bowl is in a, a recreationally legal market, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a great opportunity for, for us to push our mission of combining cannabis and, and sports, and it's a it's a huge platform, and so we're we're hanging out. Yeah, we have a couple of events. We have a Super Bowl watch party, um, and I get to play two roles. You know, I'm there as a as promoting the brand, but it's a it's a big thing where a lot of retired NFL players come back, and we all hang out and get to see each other and just a big football celebration. Yeah. Ricky, you're probably the most well-known person in the sports world advocating for cannabis. I, I'm curious, as somebody who has that kind of popularity outside of just what you were as an athlete, where do you think we are as a country on the federal level with that situation? Because I was talking about some of this the other day in a dispensary, and they, they just felt like there was no hope. And then I knew we might get you on it. So I'm like, I got to ask Ricky what he thinks about that situation. You're in a state that allows it. How do you feel like we are as a country? How close are we to as a country not having to say, I'm in a state that allows it. It's just normal. Yeah. You know, I think it's part of a, it's part of a, a longer process. And I think eventually, you know, I say in the next 10, 15 years, it, you know, it's going to be completely different. Yeah. You know, I think about Stella, my granddaughter and in her, when, when she's growing up, there's going to be a completely different reality around cannabis. We're just, we were just born in a time where this massive shift, this massive change is happening. So it seems slow to us, but, but it's moving. It's moving. You know, the fact that, that we can have a conversation about <laughs> right. a cannabis brand in the Super Bowl, like, you know, that's, that's big. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's going in the right direction. There's no doubt about that. We're talking with our good friend Ricky Williams, Heisman Trophy winning running back uh, on Twitter, at Rick the Laureate. He's going to be down in Phoenix pumping his Heisman brand, uh, and he is frequently up in Oregon, so always keep an eye on his Twitter account, his schedule, because he is a, a frequent flyer up here in the state of Oregon, and we've had him on many times uh, on the show here in the last couple of months. You know, we, we were talking some NFL rule changes, and I was curious to get your thoughts on this, because the, the game, speaking of changes, the game has changed so much from even five years ago, ten years ago, right? The game is always evolving there's a push now to ban and you're an offensive player and i was curious your thoughts on this there's a push to ban these like hip drop tackles where you're grabbing a running back essentially from around the waist from behind as like a db or safety linebacker and you're using your weight to then pull them down and some guys have had their legs get hurt and tony pollard got hurt in the playoffs that way like I, how do you view as an offensive player it feels like every rule is going in the direction of the offense but how do you view some of these rule changes and the things that are thrown out every offseason of trying to i guess make the game safer because i view it as i mean it's a violent game and there's only so much you can actually do. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's it's kind of it's kind of strange. I mean, I, I I applaud the idea of let's make the game safer, but you you get to a point where you're changing the game too much. You know, part of what makes football so wonderful is like we have to react in the moment. And if you're tackling someone and you have to stop and think, is this is this is this legal or not? <laughs> I, I think it it takes it takes away from the from the game. I think part of why we spend so much time in the weight room is so that we can find creative ways to get the offensive player on the, on the ground. And so I, I I'm all for, you know, the head to head helmet hits and those big hits. But I think when you get to tackling techniques, um, I think that's more, maybe you push the coaches to, to coach tackling different differently. I think that's something for the long term of the game, if you start with the, with Pop Warner and the younger kids and you teach different tackling techniques. But I think it's difficult to make those changes at, at the top. Yeah, Ricky, you're pretty level-headed, but you played the sport for so long. I'm curious, when you watch these games, do you find yourself getting frustrated at penalties called, at hits that are happening, that there's you know 15 yards and you're penalizing a team for hitting a guy a certain way? You know, from from the games that I've watched, I think the the officials are doing a good job of throwing the flag and then reviewing to 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 see. So I've seen a lot of things that look bad, but when they really look closely, they were they were reversed. So I, you know, so I I think they're doing a good job with that. As far as slowing the game down, you know, that's the fan in me. It's like, ah, oh, come on, but <laughs> but it's it's you know, the NFL they're in a tough place. It is a violent game, and but. You know, it's a popular game, so they got to walk that walk that line. Well, I mean, it is Super Bowl week. You're going to be down in Arizona. I you, you still follow and love the sport, obviously. What do you have any thoughts on this year's matchup? You like one side or the other? How are you feeling about Chiefs and Eagles? I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be one of the most exciting games. Um, I think the storylines are are great. I think it's it's what the Super Bowl is should should be about. I think there's again two great storylines, two great quarterbacks. I think the Jalen Hurts story is 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 awesome, and then you know Patrick Mahomes, he just keeps he just keeps doing it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I go with my heart when I when I look at big games like this, and I just love the the Patrick Mahomes story. Um, Jalen Hurts, I met him; he's a great guy. I love the Cinderella story and 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 what they're doing in in Philly. So 
I, I think it's going to be a great, exciting game, but I'm, I'm going with the with the Chiefs. Yeah, Ricky, we, we talked about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and the way they built their team out with Mahomes as the quarterback, and we, and we, we talked to Jamin Hurts and Tom Brady just retired. I, I'm curious, as somebody who played, what it, do you find a commonality with great leaders? Like, what separates guys like that? What makes them truly great leaders? And, like, who was the best leader you had in a locker room with you guys and during your career? Yeah, the quarterback position is Chad, Chad Pennington. I played with him for a couple of years uh, in, in Miami. And as far as a, a leader, you know, and the leader is first, the, post, the most important thing is that a good leader doesn't blame other people, you know, because if, if you're trying to perform and things go wrong and you look to the leader and they're pointing at you, that creates a massive disconnect. <laughs> So I think the first the first thing is the leader doesn't blame other people, and two that they they keep calm when things are when there's when everyone else is panicking, and because they keep calm when everyone else is panicking, they deliver they deliver in the clutch. Mm. And I think because it's a team it's a team environment, and we all feed off of each other. So when the when the leader gets down or gets discouraged or shows bad body language, it brings everyone down. When no matter what, the leader still has confidence and lifts everyone up. Yeah, you got to have accountability there. What's the closest you came to playing in a Super Bowl? Mm, my last year. My last year, I was seconds away. I was, I was playing with the Ravens, and we were up in uh, Foxborough. Oh, and we were right. driving at the end of the game. Um, Lee Evans, our receiver, has a touchdown pass that would pretty much seal the game for us. And he drops it. It's close. He drops it. And then Billy Cundiff comes in to kick the field goal to send us to overtime. Chip shot. And he misses it. Um so super close, but yeah, that is uh, that's brutal. That's devastating, Ricky, because then they ended up getting the greatest kicker maybe of all time and Justin Tucker right after you're gone. And you're like, well, if we had that guy, we would have been in that game. Do, do, do you ever think about or have like regrets about not having that opportunity? Like, where were you on the Super Bowl narratives of your career? Because so many athletes will always talk about how they either didn't get to it or how they came close and didn't get that ring. Yeah, you know the truth is it was never part of my part of my story until the till my last season. You know my story was more one of personal personal accomplishment and suspensions. But <laughs> <laughs> but but I I learned you know I learned early in sports. You know especially if you think of of gambling is is when we're football players out there we're kind of like die on the on the craps table. You know right like you, you know. Injuries, like you know, injury to a, your purse, injury to the best player on the team, right? You have a, a coach that's a jerk. You know, it's it's random, and so the beauty the beauty of sports is you just go out there and you and you do your best. Yeah. And if you find yourself in a group where you guys really click and it's your time, then you get to ride that magic. Yeah, coming that close, man, it's brutal, but still an unbelievable career. But you, you got any trips planned coming up to Oregon anytime soon? You coming back to our neck of the woods? Yeah, I'm coming up next month. Well, there you go. Oh, kick ass, yeah. man. Any plans outside of going to the dispensaries? Like, do you go to these different states? Because you visit some of these pretty frequently. Have you kind of found or discovered things to do each and every time or, like, spots you always want to go back to and visit? No, I'm, like, even when I travel, I'm very much, uh, like, a homebody. Like, so, you know, I just like being in different environments. So I always have a book or, or an iPad with me, and when I when I'm done visiting the dispensaries, I'll go back to the Airbnb or the hotel, and I'll just walk around, find like a comfortable place to sit, and just sit, smoke a joint or two, and read. <laughs> um, yeah, 
You fit into Portland perfectly. Yeah, man. you do. <laughs> I love it. Ricky Williams, Heisman Trophy winning running back. Go check out his brand, Heisman. As you mentioned, he's going to be in the state of Oregon uh, next month. And uh, we always enjoy his visits. We always enjoy having him on the show. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Rick DeLore. We always appreciate it, my man. Hopefully we can do this again soon and have a great time down at the Super Bowl this weekend. I sure will. Thank you, guys. There you go. Our good buddy. How cool is that to say? Our good friend, Ricky Williams. I don't think he views us as good friends. I think but we're I think homies, it's, man. Yeah, it's one of those, like, you see him at a party. Ricky! Ricky! Friends! Ricky, us, huh? Let us in. <laughs> Eddie goes, I don't know who you are. <laughs> He'll be back in Oregon next month. We, at some point, got to get over there and see him. But whenever we get those emails, you want to interview Ricky Williams. It is an immediate yes from us. So great to have him on the show. Uh, once again, I want to get back into a couple of things we were talking about there before, Ricky. One final thought on, on the moment from last night. I know some people are probably tired of it. We will not do anything on LeBron in the final hour. Wow. Uh, wow. we got some conference expansion to talk about. The Pac-12 is going places, baby. Business is a booming. Statter story and uh, Kevin Pelton. So all that coming up in the final hour. But a couple of final thoughts on expectations, some good texts that were coming in, and uh, an observation from the evening as we wrap up LeBron stuff next all right, coming up top of the hour, the Pac-12 expansion dust is getting kicked up again. Talk about that. Happy Stop. birthday to Marcus Johnson. He's going to give us a dunk at 67 today. Is he? Yeah, it's a tradition for him every okay. year. Still dunking. There you go. We are talking about expectations and how LeBron lived up to them. Some other names that were texted in, the Williams sisters, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, I mean, they're, I, they're all these are all different apples tough, to oranges yeah. because the sports are different, scrutiny is different, all that. Zion is a guy that I mean, we've kind of labeled him that you know one of the next big things, and he was. A, Would you say he's lived up to anything yet? No, not really. I mean, he's been great when he's healthy, but he's not healthy very often. He's yeah. out again, and they suck when he's not on the floor. It's probably. I mean, it's one. It's the the reason he's here, and people are talking about him today is LeBron's longevity and his ability to be available. I mean, I think you're right. Zion, when he plays, you see the impact. The, the Pelicans are floundering without him. When he's out there, they're one of the best teams in the West. That's the problem, though. He he can't stay healthy. I mean, even at his age, think about that. Like, LeBron missing time at that age, that was not even – that was never a thing, ever. No. So to be able to do this for 20 years, I think that's – the remarkable part to me is the amount of seasons he's played is 20. When you count the postseasons, it's like 22. And the dude still plays. I, I just, it's 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 probably the thing that people don't give him enough credit for is he his ability to be healthy. And, and he plays the entire he plays an entire game. Yep, it's not just spotting up anymore or whatever. And he plays both ends of the floor. Well, but like we got this tweet: If Jordan played in LeBron's timeline, he'd have fifty thousand points. <laughs> He's four and eight in the finals and won't make the playoffs for the second consecutive season. Not even close. James isn't the best player of his generation. Kobe is. <laughs> There are a lot of people with that opinion, and yeah, I just did they miss the first uh, was it six or seven years of, of Jordan's career when he couldn't like he couldn't get out of the second the round of the playoffs? Yeah. Well, I mean, if missing the playoffs for two straight years is going to be a knock to LeBron, do we want to talk about Kobe post Shaq? Yeah. Until he got Pau Gasol, like it takes two to tango. You got to have a village, and those guys had villages. Uh, uh, Michael did nothing until he got Scotty and then finally Horace Grant for that first go around. Then he retired and then he had Dennis Rodman, the second one, with Scotty. And Kobe welcomed, was welcome to do an NBA world where Shaquille O'Neal was his teammate, maybe the most dominant big man we've ever seen in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I just, I, I, I guess just what, I, what I would ask is in the sport of football, we reluctantly did this a little bit with the Brady Montana stuff. He was tied. You know, the argument for Montana was he's undefeated. Like Francesa was on ESPN. He was like, Montana's the best Super Bowl quarterback ever. And Brady ends up with seven, and he basically pins us into submission to say, all right, you're the GOAT. 
He's not the best that we've seen throw the football. He's not the most mobile, but damn it, does he get it done when it mattered, right? That's the qualification for many. I just don't know in that sport. I don't know or think there's going to ever be an athlete that we will ever concede the Michael Jordan crown to. No, probably not. Because no matter if you – some people do think LeBron is the GOAT, and a lot of people would laugh and go, oh, really? It's Jordy, 6-0 in the finals. <laughs> it's, as sim- it's as simple as that for people. There's no other substance to the argument. But, like, what would it take? Because I think LeBron could tie Jordan, and it would still be far and away Jordan. Oh, it wouldn't matter. It I wouldn't wonder matter. if he could beat Jordan, which he, I don't think he will, but if he it did, wouldn't matter. it still wouldn't matter. Nothing I think matter. That's why this debate is so dumb, because no new evidence is allowed to be presented to the court. There's no nuance for it. Like, <laughs> I, lo- I have been rooting for LeBron James since I watched him against Oak Hill Academy on ESPN. He, I was in. I'm in. The dude is it's generational. It's different. It's all-time stuff. But, like, I'm watching Giannis now, and I... My my affiliation or appreciation of watching Mike as a kid and a teenager and watching LeBron's entire career has no bearing on how I feel about Giannis. And, like, I feel like people do this to themselves where they liked Jordan and because Kobe was a copycat of Jordan, it was like, well, now Kobe too. And, well, and Jordan embraced Kobe too. That was part of it. He put his hand around him as a young player and gave him tips. And they always said, there was always, it felt like a distance between LeBron and Jordan. The night in, well, the night, yeah, because Kobe got to play against MJ. Yeah. LeBron came in the year MJ walked away. I'll never forget that regular season game either. It was like TNT, LeBron, uh, Kobe yep. in Chicago playing against Michael Jordan. I'll always remember watching that game because you knew this was the young dude coming up. And that's the king. Uh, that's MJ. But I, I don't think in this sport, and why I don't want to participate in the GOAT talk, is in that particular sport, nobody will allow any substance to creep in no. for an argument other than Michael Jordan is the greatest. It doesn't matter if Giannis wins five, six, seven, or five MVPs, or four MVPs, or gets close to the scoring. And none of that matters. It's no. always going to be Jordan until, and I know this is dark to say, until those people die. Like, until the new crop of kids now grow to be an adult. With no frame of reference. With no him. real frame of reference yeah. of Michael outside of the last dance, which we could talk about when the last dance was greenlit. <laughs> the day LeBron beat the Warriors. That's yes. just a funny coincidence. There's never a substance uh, argument to who is the greatest, how do you define great. It's just it's Jordan. It's flat out just Jordan. And I, I sometimes feel sorry for people because I think you're seeing all-time players now in the league and you're never going to appreciate them because you have this high watermark of Michael Jordan and don't dare anybody ever come close to that. So it almost <laughs> knocks greatness of players down a bit, and you don't appreciate it the way that you should. Yeah, you just you punish guys and you criticize guys for no reason just because your greatest player feels threatened. And I just it seems like a miserable way to go through life as a sports fan. Just appreciate greatness. It's not that complicated. Yeah. Um, I, I will say one last thing on this for me, and I if we're ever at a game where major history is happening and we happen to be sitting next to each other, hold me to account on this. The, the photo that went viral last night, and I've seen it side by side with Jordan's shot against Utah. Pretty and cool the, little comparison. Very similar shots, two, right? Yeah. Kind of a fadeaway at the elbow. If I'm ever at that game and I try and take my phone out and take a video for Instagram clout, slap me in the face. Because I, I genuinely felt sad last night looking at that, seeing the amount of people that were watching that through a, te- a, a, a phone screen. 
and not just in the moment. Like there's a, the the photo was hilarious, and I tried to you know send out a duck tweet last night because Phil Knight was sitting next to LeBron James's kids. I hope he was recruiting one of them. But Phil Knight was like the only one in the entire picture that did not have his phone out, staring through the screen of his phone, and that just seemed like that's an iconic moment. You had a ticket to sports history. And you wanted it for Instagram and Twitter cloud to say, I was there when there's 30,000 other phones that are in front of you. And you're never going to go back and watch that video. I could go watch that highlight on YouTube anytime I want. I'm never, I never go back and watch sports videos on my phone. And I have too many of them to count. And I hate that we do that now. Enjoy the moment that you're in. I think most people, because it's LA, you're right. It's clout. But some people, there's going to be a few of those people in the crowd that recorded that just for themselves. And I'm going to go back and watch it. Go back and watch it on YouTube. You get better footage. Yeah, I mean, it's a clear picture. It's not as grainy. It's not shaking because you're excited, so you're forgetting. You don't have recording. a bunch of hands in front of you. You don't yeah. have people screaming. Like, just go watch it on YouTube if you want to watch it again. Yeah. You were there. You're not going to forget you were there. I, look, I've recorded plenty of sports moments. I recorded the Dame shot against OKC, but I did it in a way where I was watching, and I just had my phone, like, kind of right in That's the fine. You want to put it in front of you, yeah. I had, I don't rewatch that. You never do. No, I rewatch the highlights on you know, Twitter or YouTube or whatever, if it pops up, I don't yeah. ever use my phone video. It is crazy to see the Jordan shot in Utah. And there's like one guy with a camera and it's a traditional camera, old school camera, yeah. everybody else. There's hands on heads. There's, you know, anxiety face from everybody. And last night you go look at that photo and Phil Knight, you're right. Is the only it's one the only in the dude. entire crowd. And he's just sitting courtside. Like, God, my life is awesome. What does he need to record that for? He's he doesn't. 85 years old. Phil Knight, man. He's like, I'm close to the end. I'm just going to soak this moment in. And I I want to be like Phil Knight when I get old. That was my takeaway from last night. The Nike night. commercial was very well done. That was awesome. Very. And, and the I'm witness not commercial was great. It. They yeah. always do great. And uh, so when I, uh, history was made last night in the NBA. If you're ever in a big sporting event moment, put your phone down, man. Enjoy the moment in front of it. You can go watch the highlights on YouTube. People that follow you on Instagram don't care that you were there. Um, we got a lot to get to in the final hour of the show. Kevin Pelton's going to join us. Don't forget the NBA trade deadline is tomorrow. We're waiting to find out what's going to happen there. Anything with Portland. Pelton will join us coming up at 8.30. We'll talk to him a little bit uh, about everything going on in the NBA. Saturday story at 8.15. We'll start, though. What does SMU and San Diego State do for you? That's where we start the final hour next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 